Hello, and welcome to the Humumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown. The podcast where we watch 31 horror movies throughout the hallowed month of October. Ranging from the critically acclaimed to film school projects gone gruesomely awry. And we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your host, Sully Hommel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously while we take these movies seriously. Let me tell you about a movie called The Stylist from 2020. Do tell. It is the story of someone who is a... Stylist? Yes. She works cutting hair, and also she drugs people and then cuts their scalp off and takes their scalp and wears it. Wears it because she doesn't like being who she is, so she wants to be them. Yeah. She wears their hair and then, like, says the things that they said to her. I wish it was just their hair. I mean, it's their scalp. I would like to point out that in yesterday's podcast... When we were talking about this movie, I said a horror movie called The Stylist definitely is going to involve um, somebody wearing a wig that includes the scalp. It definitely super included that. called it. Yeah, you really did. So, I mean, that's the story. It's, uh, It's more focused on her interactions with this woman, Olivia, who's like a longtime customer of hers mm-hmm. and who's now having a wedding and she's like getting involved in her life, which yeah. I thought was very feeling single white female style. Like she was trying to, she wasn't trying to be Olivia <laughs> yet, yet, but she was trying to insert herself into this life. There's been a bunch of movies like this. Like, I think I never actually saw this movie, but the cable guy, I think is this same thing. Mm, I think and you're right. There's a lot of ones like that where just somebody's like, somebody who's messed up in the head is like inserting themselves into someone's life way too much. Right. It's a product of social media and that like one-upmanship where we're pushed to show only the best parts of our lives, right? We're supposed to make our lives look amazing and then the dark side of that is that we are also left thinking that our lives are terrible because they don't compare yeah. to anybody else's social media life. We can't live up to the standard. Right. And so then we get these people who, you know, aren't entirely emotionally stable and they're all like, your life is better than mine. I would like to have it, please. <laughs> yes. To your point about single white female, this movie was entirely watching the slow decline of someone's mental health. Like, that's all that was going on in this movie. Of course, she started near the bottom. Well, that's one of my notes. Like, I'm not crazy about the slow decline of someone's mental health. Like, unless it's something where lots of big, important things are happening. Yeah. It's just a slog watching someone deteriorate, right? Yes, this movie felt very slow to me. Yes. And in this case, it's a slog that doesn't change. Like, she didn't move that much from the (laughs) beginning to the end in terms of her character arc. Yeah, it's true. And what bothered me is we didn't get 
the insight. Like, this is a character study, so let's study the character a little bit. But we didn't. We didn't get any of the information about why she is the way she is. For it to be a movie focusing on the slow decline of one woman's mental health, we spent very little time actually paying attention to that woman. It was all about Olivia. It was all about the people she wanted to be. Yeah. Which is fine in the sense that, yeah, we need to see why she wants to be them, but why doesn't she want to be herself is an yeah. important part that I mean, they missed out were, on. There were definitely hints, like when she was in the car having a breakdown about, well, it wasn't about anything, but she was saying, oh, I never knew my dad. She was just repeating what she said at the thing. And I feel like that was connecting us to whatever was happening in her childhood that is happening, but it was no good info. Part of that, though, was it was that idea of, you know, you have a conversation with someone and then you go and beat yourself up for all the right. stupid things you said. Oh, yeah. And that was that's the sense that I got that she was like mad that she had said these things. Mm -hmm. But I didn't quite understand why other than maybe she shouldn't have made herself vulnerable. Yeah. But it was, yeah, we didn't get anything. We didn't ever dig under that surface to find out what was really going on in her brain. That's how it felt to me, too. And so we weren't under the surface, but then also that was most of what we got was like looking at her being sad and mm -hmm. like there was nothing there. We either needed her to run around killing a bunch of people or to dig into what is going on with her. Right. It could have been a psychological thriller. It could have been a slasher film. And it ended up just taking the weak parts of both of those. <laughs> yeah. There was an element of unreliable narrator. I mean, not an element. There was a big element of unreliable narrator in this movie. And... It made me wonder about all of the other characters. Like, we see them in these certain ways. And there were points where I was wondering how much of what we're seeing when she's involved is not accurate at all. Like, the fact that she was in that, she was in the house, in Olivia's house, when Olivia's fiance showed up. And in that scene, he comes in, his head is cut yeah. off. Yeah, by the vi visually. Yes, visually. Like, framing-wise, you don't see his head. It's just his, like, big body all of a sudden showing up. And he interrupts Olivia to say, I've had a long day and I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all very brusque. And it's, like, a situation where my red flag, like, the hackles on the back of my neck stood up. I was like, oh, this guy is a problem. Yeah. But then later, every interaction... He was so friendly to her. He was so yep. nice. Like, even Which... when she called and was being crazy by calling <laughs> during their rehearsal dinner and, like, harassing them, basically. Yeah. And he was just super friendly and like, no, we're good tonight. Like, everything's fine. Um, You know, we'll see you tomorrow. You can come early, blah, blah, blah. And it made me suddenly realize, like, oh, maybe that thing that happened in that scene didn't mm. happen at all. Like, he, it's possible he walked in and was like, wow, I've had a really long day. I'm super hungry. It is possible, but I don't know. I'd never got the hint that anything was not as we saw it. And, I mean, I think that's that's just a bit of realism that, you know, sometimes people have an off day or get upset or whatever. 
And a nice person isn't nice sometimes. And, right. You know, so, but she latched onto that and was like, you interrupted her, though. Oh, yeah. She could not let that go. There was nothing he could do that changed how she felt about it. And to, except toward the end and that whole interaction before the church and then, mm-hmm. like, when she was spying on them. I guess that's yeah. the point where she decided maybe he's not so bad after all because then she put on Olivia's yeah. hair and wedding dress and veil and well yes decided she was gonna she's like all right i guess it's okay to marry this guy i think i'll do it for you (laughs) yeah exactly oh there's so many directions to go from there like during this movie i thought you know at, at certain points i thought it was gonna be that she was gonna almost become a good person but not in an actual good way she was gonna befriend olivia and kill Charlie, you know, as protecting Olivia, like that was going to be her thing. Like, now I'm covering you, I will protect you from all things. And Olivia wasn't going to like that. And it was going to be scary. And And then she was going to have to wear Olivia's hair. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, oh, well, I can protect you best if you're on my head. I think she was trying to become a good person. Once she met Olivia, like I think she she wanted, she wanted Olivia to be her friend. And I think she Mm -hmm. started Thinking, if Olivia will be my friend, then I am an okay person to be. And she, like, locked up her creepy basement. She decided to stop killing people. Yeah, she was going to be okay. And then... When things got tough. Right. Olivia's friend... Like, she overhears another of Olivia's friends, like, being rude and making fun of her. And then Olivia has an off day and snaps at her because she's being weird and creepy. Mm -hmm. And... And she's, that's it. That's all it takes to push her back into scalping mode. Yeah, this is a movie for people with social anxiety to be like, see? See? It's not so bad that I cut people's heads off and scalp them. I mean, is it? Like, I definitely saw the social anxiety throughout this movie. Like, yeah. she, she isn't, you know, like a cold psychopath like other characters that run around killing people. She's trying so hard to fit in mm-hmm. and keeps screwing up and doesn't understand why she doesn't know how human interaction works and i identify on a deep level oh yeah a lot of her weirdness quote unquote weirdness is her just desperate for connection mm-hmm. and people don't react well to desperation like it's yeah. it's off-putting and then that would make her more desperate and like it just created this like vicious cycle that wasn't good for anybody. Yeah, it was kind of heartbreaking to see. Like you just wanted to go up and be like, oh no, 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 honey. Okay, just <laughs> no, don't cut oh, their heads off. Don't text so many times. Like mm-hmm. listen to what she's saying. Like give it a little space. Like sh- because I think Olivia did want to be her friend. Yeah, she definitely did. And that was part of it where I was like, why? Like, how are you not getting a creepy vibe from this weird person who never responds properly, doesn't smile? It's just like, what about her is making you think, hey, let's be buds? That was part of my problem with the whole movie, is that this woman is not okay. There was Mm -hmm. no normal interaction from her, and nobody seemed to notice. Yeah. Like, a few people, like, you know, the co-worker who was being rude... But I think the coworker would have been rude even if she had been fine. 
because she just considered her below them because she was one of the staff, you know? Indeed. She wasn't, she was like a cake lady almost. Yeah. Ugh, if I invite the cake lady to my party, like, ugh, don't let me. Just in general, like, she goes to the coffee shop and acts weird and she walks down the street acting weird and she's in her, she has a job where she's surrounded by people and she has clients coming in mm-hmm. day and night, like, How are none of them, like, why are they not off in the corners whispering to each other about how crazy Claire is? Yeah, I don't know. In fact, when the barista, here's the craziest part, is she has a barista who knows her regular order and doesn't treat her like she's crazy, and she ends up killing her. Like, don't kill the barista who knows your order and lets you in (laughs) after hours and gives you free coffee. Yeah. Well, I mean, that happened because at that point she was... She needed to kill someone because she had been through emotional trauma of being made fun of. Right. Right. It had built up inside her. Like, it was it was a compulsion at that point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after that barista disappeared, how were there not a dozen and a half people who were like, hey, you know who you should talk to? <laughs> yeah. There's this hairdresser down, a couple doors down. She comes in all the time. We haven't seen her since, uh, yeah. since Dawn disappeared. Like... You should go talk to her because she gives off some weird vibes. She really does. Except there were, like, even at the coffee shop, the first time was very weird. But then later she'd come in and she'd be all, hi, you know, hey, it's my order. And Mm -hmm. there'd be these moments where, like, she knows what to do, Mm -hmm. but she really can't do it. She's so caught up in what's happening in her head. Well, and I think that that depended on, like, where she was in her I need to kill, I've just killed cycle. Like, yeah. the the further out from a scalping that she got, the <laughs> less grip on reality she had. Again, I identify with her. <laughs> I think the main thing I want to say about this movie okay. is, Soli, don't be like this on Saturday. <laughs> I was just looking at that on my notes, too. <laughs> just don't be like this on Saturday. And then she showed up on Saturday, she was and so she like was it. so like that. <laughs> she was just she was exactly extra like, like that. Well, yeah. By the end, she was completely like that, which we glossed over. Maybe we should. <laughs> I mean, well, I, we can talk about that. Yeah. Ratings. This movie started off very slow and very weird. We haven't talked about. It looks and sounds like a Lifetime original. It has all this weird stuff. Weird bubbly gold letters for the title screen. And like this music where it's like, oh, we're washing hair, la da da. It was weird. And I will say that the whole movie is very visually artistic. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to make the point that's visually artistic because I have something else to say about a different movie. So this was very visually artistic and, you know, nicely done in that respect, but just so slow. And then it picked up in the latter half where I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I kind of see something happening here. You know, there's her going after Olivia and trying to be part of her family. And that's something and it's happening, but it was still very slow. So the whole thing's real slow. However, the final... 30 seconds of this movie. <laughs> they were the best. They're the best 30 seconds <laughs> I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> wow. Okay, not not really. But, oh yeah. 
I mean, it was some redemption to the movie. And here's the thing. When I say the second half picked up the pace and was more interesting, that's starting from so slow that it's still not great. And then the end was amazing compared to the rest. Mm -hmm. But again, that's a low bar. Right. So it wasn't great. But at the same time, that it was a good ending. It was a good ending. <laughs> and we saw it coming and we're just like waiting for it to happen. And it was it was fun. Oh, yeah. So I will rate this movie three purse dogs out of five, which it's it's lower than that. But the ending makes it worth it. But that's in quotes because it only brings it up to a three. So mm-hmm. you probably don't need to see this movie, but it was kind of fun by the end. Okay. I agree with you. It was visually very interesting. You didn't mention the other aspect. Uh Oh, oh, the sound. Yeah. Visually, it was very well done. (laughs) The sound, it was also very well done in the sense that it was so creepy. Like, they let us listen to the entirety of her pulling someone's scalp off. For a long time. That's like that's like a full minute <laughs> of very unpleasant sounds. Yeah. And there was some like blood leaking out of body sound. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I do I agree. It was it was well done in that sense. I really, really have a problem with the fact that the emotional arc of this main character was so stunted, like Mm -hmm. so stunted. We could have seen more of this character's life and watched her fall further. Yeah, I think think this story could have been great if they just told it more in depth. It's like the difference between watching someone trip and fall off of the top of a building and trip and fall off of the bottom step of something. (laughs) Like it was, they're falling, but like how far they fall plays a role in like how dramatic it feels yeah and like she started in a really bad place and then went to a slightly really badder place yeah i don't know so i have a problem with that um i did not understand her motivation i didn't Mm -hmm. understand anything about why she was doing what she was doing and i need that i know some people don't i know not all movies go into that but i need that in this sort of a situation because I was supposed to feel some kind of empathy or sympathy for her. And without understanding why she's doing what she's doing, it's very difficult to get into that place when I'm having to listen to her pull someone's scalp off. (laughs) Yeah. Just saying. I agree with your assessment that it was very, very slow, less slow, and then very entertaining. (laughs) My last note is just me writing, oh no, oh no, oh no. Yes, (laughs) because it was the perfect culmination. Yeah. But that culmination could have come after so much more. Yeah, after getting there. And this movie was like the equivalent of those really, really, really long stories that feel pointless and then end up being like clever puns. Yeah, it's a shaggy dog story. Is that what they're called? Mm Mm-hmm. Because there's an element of like, oh, I see what you did there. That's clever. But also you made me walk way too far <laughs> yeah, to get here. You wasted all my time. Yeah. 
And that's what I feel like. Like, I don't know that 30 seconds of good movie is worth 90 minutes of bad movie. It was a long way to go for that 30 seconds. Yeah. But I am also going to give this three purse dogs out of five. And I'm going to say it's not so terrible that I don't think people should watch it. And if you know that it's you're just watching it for the fun setup at the very end. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, wow. as long as you don't have to, too high hopes about it, I think it could be worth it. I mean, it could be. It's a good way to waste an afternoon. And I will say that hair's important, maybe the most important. <laughs> That's the other line I wrote down. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So, in Evil Twins. News for today. We also watched Personal Shopper from 2016, a movie of the exact same length. And it turns out the exact same content. Well... <laughs> Not exactly, not w- entirely, but there were definitely some yes, elements so that many. were the same. It, this was like our most twinned movies ever, except for uh-huh. when they were actual remakes. There were scenes that were the same. They both had this single white female vibe, although I will yeah. say Personal Shopper didn't go quite into that as much. No, because the main character in Personal Shopper isn't a bad person. Well... She's not great, but she's not a villain, right. which is, you know, this movie was a, the stylist was a, like, character study of a villain, mm-hmm. and Personal Shopper is more of a normal, you know, protagonist, see how she does kind of thing. Right. And it's supposed to be a ghost story. I guess. But it's not. Yeah. It is a total art film where... You don't really know that much about what's going on. Like, it doesn't explain things. And I don't know. It's just like there for you to think about things and have moods and feelings and whatnot. And I wasn't there for that. I was more there for that with the stylist. With Personal Shopper, I was just annoyed by most of it. Yeah. And that was the other thing. So the stylist, visually artistic, Personal Shopper, literally artistic, Literarily? Literarily? It was, you know, artistic in the writing and whatnot to the point where it was like, whatever. Yeah. What is even happening here? They're both really slow. They're both very female movies. Like, I mean, they're about women, but they're also personal shoppers all about clothes and fashion and stuff. The stylists all about stylists and getting ready for a wedding. Like, these are very chick flick. These are chick flicks. They're both also about not, okay, so Personal Shopper is less descent into madness, but is yeah. definitely struggling mental health. Yeah, it's adjacent to yeah. the stylist. And they both, yeah, they're they're very centered around women. The Most of the characters in both of these movies are women. It's women interacting with other women. Mm-hmm. And there were just, like, bits and pieces throughout it, too. Like, details of it. You know, trying on someone else's clothes without Uh their permission. And, like, there were lots of little elements like that in both of them. Because I think when you start writing about a woman with unstable mental health, like, those are the things people go to. It makes me think that those are, they both ended up being kind of tropey and stereotypical then. Yeah. 
it seems like that's where our society pushes women. You know, it's yes. all about you want to be the person on the cover of the magazine. And they both kind of told that same story. Yes. One of them was scalping. <laughs> yeah. I I will say the literariness of Personal Shopper gets in the way of my enjoyment of it. Mm -hmm. In terms of the stylist has a very solid ending. Yes. You know exactly what's going on. And Personal Shopper, I was much more confused. Yeah, it definitely wants you to think about stuff and figure it out for yourself. And it's... But it, I didn't care. I didn't want to think about yeah, it. Yeah, it was not really interesting. Like, so little happens during the movie. It's like, whatever. Yeah. And there are definitely times where we end a movie where we don't... We both look at each other and we're like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> and then we try to figure it out. We're like, but what about this? And then this happened and remember that. And, you know, it, it sparks conversation. And then there's other movies where we look at each other and go, what just happened? <laughs> and then we just open up IMDb to try to get people to tell us what happened because That's we don't did. <laughs> care enough about what happened to to want to puzzle it out ourselves. Yeah. I and saw that is some theories. This. There were theories on IMDb that one of them I thought was probably pretty accurate to what happened and okay. But yeah. it wasn't worth it. Yeah. Also, Personal Shopper stars uh, Bella from Twilight. And that is not an actress I am fond of watching. Yeah. I mean, I, I get I, that for sure. Clearly, lots of people like her, and that's great. But she's not my cup of tea. Yeah, I'm not sure how she got so popular. She just doesn't seem to... I don't know. There's not a lot going on there. She was the same kind of mopey, un motivated undriven kind of character as she is in twilight where it's just like come on like yeah have some <laughs> have some agency like do something stop just letting things happen to you yeah i was annoyed by her which is strange like you know there are people who get typecast and kind of play themselves and whatnot but that's because themselves is interesting and fun it's like why no. why did they do this right it makes me wonder what she's like when she walks into a casting room yeah and they're like perfect they're like, this is exactly the kind of <laughs> No personality we were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> this is very hurt, hurtful and harsh. I'm sure it's because she's such a good actress. Yeah, she's playing the role very well. I can respect the artistry of Personal Shopper, even though it's not for me and didn't make me think too much. So I am willing to give it two automatic doors out of five just for... You know, it it really wasn't a two for me. It was less than that. But, you know, it, w it was well put together, I think. And for, for the right person, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm going to give it the same. I'm going to give it a two. And basically for the same reasons. I think that there are definitely people who would enjoy this movie because of its artsiness, because of... You know, like, oh, they would have ideas about what happened and they would feel all smart and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I look at it like nothing happened. There's <laughs> nothing there to interpret. It was just annoying. And it was so slow. Yeah. So slow. And there have been other movies this month that I have said were slow, but I still was watching them and, you know, whatever, paying attention. This one... I was coloring, like sometimes when it gets slow or it's one that I don't have to take notes on, I'm like coloring or whatever while it's going on. Mm -hmm. And I was coloring 
and simultaneously being annoyed that I was having to sit there and color while I listened to this movie happen because I could have been doing other things. Like it was the first one this month where yeah. I actively was like, I could go do something else right now if I didn't have to watch this movie. Yeah. Sorry. So I guess I didn't have to watch it because it was an evil twin. But yeah. by the time I realized I was that annoyed by it, I was far enough in that I'm like, Ugh, I guess I have to finish this. It was dumb. So. Yeah. Between my annoyance and my respect for art that I probably just didn't understand, I'm going to give it a two. We are McDonald's customers. We're loving it. <laughs> Lowbrow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> kind of people. We're NASCAR fans. <laughs> no, we're not NASCAR fans. We are Paps Blue Ribbon drinkers. You keep coming up with things that don't quite feel right. No? No. No, we're trashy. <laughs> we don't appreciate the finer things in life. Tomorrow, we're going to punch it up with some real speed. I can tell by the fact that these movies are 88 minutes and 83 minutes, respectively. Ooh, okay. We're going to see The Unborn from 2009. Okay. Which is about something that's not born. And its evil twin, The Unborn from 1991. <sighs> Ooh, 1991? Indeed. Ooh, we're going to have a, a period piece. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I'm really sad that you call it that because that seems like the future to me. Okay, so are these movies related in any way other than having the same name? I do not think they're related. Okay. But we'll find out. Interesting. The only thing I will say about when we talk about this, though, don't be like this on Saturday, Soli. <laughs> I'm going to be so extra like this, it's not even going to be funny. Don't wear my scalp on Saturday, Sully. <laughs> we'll see. All right. When she had a break. To Hello, Ruthie. Hi, baby.